Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We've got... We've got Jen Fostick, who is an inspirational country pop gospel singer based in Nashville, Tennessee. Her song, Jealous of the Angels, written for her late father, reached number one on the iTunes singer-songwriter chart and has over 3.5 million views on YouTube. And I have to say that I heard the song and it moved me to tears. And I was like, oh, okay, yes. we've got to get her on the show. Yes, we I, absolutely <laughs> love the song. Thank I immediately, so and I immediately reached out and says, hey, we, we want to get you on our show. Yes. So Jen, welcome to our show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's such a treat. And I'm honored that the song spoke to you the way that it has. It's been something that's so much bigger than me, something that's so much bigger than I could ever take credit for. But my co-writers and I are very grateful to see the way God's moving through it. That's awesome. And we'll get in a little bit later, a little bit about yes, the song and stuff. Um, but as you know, we're in a tough season for, with entertainment. So how has mm -hmm. COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? Great question. Uh, it's been interesting for sure. I am used to being on the road about half of the year doing shows both in the United mm -hmm. States and in Europe and in Mexico. And unfortunately, uh, I think I was on the road maybe a total of 30 days in 2020. So that was very wow. interesting for me. However, my husband and I just celebrated 10 years of marriage. So oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. There was the beautiful side of getting to spend more time at home with him. Mm -hmm. I have pressed into online concerts, as many artists have. I've tried to get a better at recording uh, from home, which has been a joy, really. I never really saw myself as any sort of producer. I always just kind of relied on others to help me get things recorded. But I feel empowered to be able to do that from home now. And been writing on, you know, various internet platforms to with people around the world, which has kind of opened up a unique songwriting experience oh, wow. because there wow. are people that, you know, in London or Holland or LA that I've written with that I probably would just have waited until they visited the States or vice versa. But now it, it feels like it's opened up. This it's whole normal thing. now. Yeah. So that's <laughs> a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think it's opened the door for opportunity for artists as yourself to where, you know, a lot of these, I've seen a lot of artists, they do these live virtual concerts mm -hmm. where they, people pay like five bucks, 10 bucks to attend. I see that when everything starts going back, I think you're going to get the best of both worlds. You're going to get the live event. You're going to be there with the people. But why wouldn't you also add your phone and all that, the technology side, to let the world, who are your fans, um, be a part of that too at your live shows now? Definitely. And I've, I've been doing uh, online concerts. I was doing one a month, even before everything happened and everything oh, shut wow. down oh, okay. because I tour so much um, overseas and I would only mm -hmm. get there, you know, two times a year. So it was kind of a way to stay connected. And yeah. I did, you know, one a week at the beginning of kind of the quarantine. And now it's back to one a month on that platform. But it is a really beautiful way to stay connected. I think there's an interesting vulnerability that we've all kind of had to have through this. And to sing to a screen has been, it almost makes you dig a little bit deeper because you're not feeding off the energy of a room. You're having yeah. to provide all of it, you know? So it's it's been an interesting way to perform, but I think there's something really beautiful about 
saying, okay, I'm in my, you know, writing space and I'm happy that you're here with me, even, you know, even if it's from wherever you are watching from. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, um, even for us, you know, where, you know, we launched a show January of 2020, just a couple months before COVID. And our original plan was to interview 100 people last year. We thought if we yeah, could do that. That would be a lot of interviews for one year. And yeah. we thought, man, and we thought that would be pushing it, to be honest with you. And then COVID happens. And uh, I'm looking at the inter- industry start to shut down. I'm sitting there like, okay, Sandy, this could be our time to shine. We need mm-hmm. to step it up because artists like you're going to need a place to talk now and we'll probably be able to get bigger artists than we normally would with a brand new show so we just need to go all out and because of that we did over 300 interviews last year that's incredible congratulations thanks oh thank you so what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music you know it's been interesting uh when quarantine kind of started i wanted another art form to press into because I felt oh, like wow. I mm-hmm. was starting to kind of, I found myself anxious when I would sit at my piano and it had to be about like, how am I going to pay my bills? And it started to be something that music hasn't really been for me. Like I haven't had to press, put that pressure on myself in quite that way before. And so yeah. I needed another art form to really press into. I dabbled in painting a little bit, but didn't really fall completely in love with it. But I used to dance uh, from the time I was a little, little girl. And I danced for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then I taught for a few years. And then I went off to college. And I started going to a few dance classes of very, you know, small amount of people that were, as they started to open, I was doing dance videos. (laughs) And it has just been such a joy for me and just such a great way to not only, you know, get your exercise and fitness, but just to press into expressing yourself and having an outlet for all of your feelings and things like that, where I feel like I needed to maybe just step away from like the songwriting was almost really painful because there was so much confusion and so much disappointment felt. And so I loved Mm -hmm. having that outlet. I'm also a runner. My husband is (laughs) an outdoorsman. So we do a lot of kayaking and fishing and things like that. But I would say dance is probably my favorite hobby right now. Love that. Now, if you're watching this live or replay, be sure to share, share, share. (laughs) Um, So what is something quirky about you that people wouldn't know? Oh, man. You know, I love, well, I am obsessed with my dog, first of all. I have a little (laughs) pup, and we've had him for about six years. He still has that puppy face. His name is Jackson. And, um, I definitely, I think a lot of people do this. So hopefully I'm not like throwing myself under the nerd bus. um, I definitely have a voice for my dog. Like he and I and my husband have conversations and, um, (laughs) a lot of times like randomly I, I'll do either, whether it's a little parody or like sing song, even if I'm like washing the dishes or something like that, I'm usually just like singing something or making up little songs all the time and it's been funny because i i recently started to find avenues where that is like been something i can actually do for you know a job. Oh, wow. so you need to tiktok really you need to tiktok those uh... i know um, i should um... i'm late to the tiktok party if i'm honest but i'm <laughs> trying so if you're out there and you're listening tell me what you want to see and come follow me on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, what's funny is we do have a TikTok account, 
We've but never we've never used, used it yet, it. so we we're, we're kind of late for the game ourselves. Yeah, we're late <laughs> to the game there. It is a whole thing, though. People, are, you know, and it's very entertaining. You can get sucked in real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that it could actually be a career? So I have grown up always being around music. My parents would always put... And I remember like a clarinet being put in my hand even before I really even was old enough to be able to like blow into it. And like just my parents always wanted us to be exposed to music and they took us to a lot of concerts. And my dad, he was a businessman, but loved to play and he would, you know, set out a folk book and just play all the all the songs. And as kids, we would stand near the piano or guitar and sing. And it was just a part of our life, like a very natural part of that. And unfortunately, when I was 10, I lost my dad in a car accident that my brother Jeff wow. and I were involved oh. in. And that is a, Jealous of the Angels, the song we talked about a little bit earlier. It's mm -hmm. a song that was written for my dad. But after I lost my dad, I didn't really have, I couldn't find an outlet for myself to process through what was happening. And I finally kind of turned to the piano and every time I would sit down at the piano, I would close my eyes and start playing. And <laughs> I remember the first time it felt like someone was sitting next to me on the piano bench and there was just wow. this, oh, wow. this comfort, um, that at the time I couldn't really explain. And, uh, I mean, I still can't fully explain it, but I, it, I definitely, my faith comes through in my music. And so I really believe that was like a piece of God, of Holy spirit. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment that I have had and continue to have through music. So I pressed into that as much as I could. I was, I played as much as I could. And I, I was a terrible piano student. If I'm honest, I would never practice my poor piano. <laughs> just like I would, they'd put the notes in front of me and I'm like, okay, great. And my piano teacher would play it once through and then I could hear it and play it back. But I, you know, the notes on the page, I was never interested in. Of course I can do it. I'm very slow at it, but I, um, I started just kind of making things up and she saw that in me and she really called out the songwriter in me, which I was oh, very, wow. very grateful for. And so she kind of helped me craft my first song, which was a song called Being Without You. And um, that was kind of the start of realizing how much I could use songwriting and music as a therapy to get through what I was going through. <laughs> and at the time, I had no idea that being a songwriter was like a career. I thought all of the artists on the radio wrote all of their own songs. And, um, <laughs> then I went off to college. I went to Berkeley College of Music. And I was still chasing this feeling, this amazing piece that I found in music. I chased that all the way to Boston where I went to school and I studied music ed because I thought if I found this piece and this outlet through music, maybe I can help other people who are facing difficulty find peace through music or, you know, in some art form. And yeah. So yeah. I studied music education at Berkeley for four and a half years, but I also pressed into a little bit of songwriting and I was in a couple different performance ensembles and big shows. And upon graduation, I just felt called that Nashville. Yeah, God kept nice. nudging it. And yes, the nudge was there. And so I moved to Nashville and it, the first album I put out was a pop country record called keep looking for love. And I, you know, I was, I was very naive. I was very young. I was writing songs that I thought the radio might want to hear. And I do still really love those songs. I feel like it was the greatest master's degree I could have had. I recorded the album with a dear friend of mine named Charlie Hutto. And it 
opened some doors, but also allowed me to kind of remember, okay, why did I start doing this in the first place? And after some not so wonderful meetings, you know, the the challenge was, this is too pop for country. This is too this for that, whatever it was. (laughs) And so I had to kind of come back to the keyboard and say, all right, I need to write like from my heart. And I started writing for my second album, got together with two friends of mine, Jimmy Fortune and Zach Runquist, and we wrote Jealous of the Angels. And um, wow. came out in about 45 minutes. It was a song that just, on my way to the session, I felt completely unprepared. These two guys, sweet, sweet men and songwriters, they had said, hey, we have this idea for Around the Throne. Like, we'd love to help you, you know, express all that you felt through losing your dad and Mm -hmm. like so kind that they would want to take that time to help me process through that. And I come to the writing session. I'm on my way there. I'm like, I have, I'm not prepared. Like I have no ideas, you know, like I'm (laughs) writing about this, but so I was early because I'm type A and I'm 20 minutes early to everything. It's just part of me, but I pull off into this parking lot. I remember it was raining and I pull out my journal and I just started writing. I got myself kind of back in that space and when I arrived at the, the session, I just said, look, I'm so sorry. I'm unprepared, but I did just sit down and like get myself kind of in this space. Can I just read you these pages of my journal? And so I read these pages and within those words was, I'm just jealous of the angels that are with my dad now. And I remember mm. Jimmy had just kind of said, that's our song. And so we incorporated oh, the wow. original idea that Zach had with the jealous of the angels. And it just, it fell out it was one of those songs that you just feel like kind of writes itself and we were all in tears and it was nothing I was ever going to play live it was just a song, <laughs> you know that I needed to write to heal and a yeah. weight just like this heaviness just kind of came off of me after we wrote it and I played it at a, a songwriter round here in Nashville at the Bluebird I was not intending to play it that night like I said I never <laughs> intended to play it live but there was that prompting that said <laughs> You know, I just had this overwhelming sense that I was supposed to play it. If you listen to God, he'll know. Yeah. And after that show, a woman came up to me and she said, I lost my dad two days ago and I know you played that song for me tonight. Wow. So it's been an amazing journey. I know that was a roundabout way to answer your question, but I think with the loss of my dad and using therapy and then just seeing how kind of pouring my heart out through music I was able to really connect with other people I felt like oh wow this is this is what I'm born to do this is what I really want to do and it was always kind of a I didn't really have the confidence to be an artist I thought you know okay well I just want to help other people find what I found in this and it but as I was graduating college I just felt so strongly that the Lord was saying go to Nashville and oh, I listened wow. to that and mm-hmm. it's been a journey ever since looks nothing like the, I thought it might but it's been <laughs> amazing and I'm so so thankful that I get to do this for a living you know talking about um the Lord's prompting that's like um mm-hmm. Sandy and I we met online back in 02 it's funny because we met on 020202 February 2nd yes. oh, we wow. talked on the phone on February 4th we set a wedding date February 18th, and we met in person March 4th. So we we were meeting in person for the very first time, already knowing that God brought us together to marry. Wow, that's incredible. And, and our whole life has always been about stepping out on faith, just like we've already decided that we're moving to Nashville. Because we feel like that's where we're supposed to be, and we've never visited. We're so about good. to. We're about to finally. Yes. In fact, we're coming up there on the 22nd for five days. Yes. I love that. 
But we, but again, our our life has been like that. We're just listening to prompting and just go, you know, because I, I think a lot of times when people feel that God nudge, then they start questioning, is it God? Yeah, that's and then true. they miss the moment. When you can just go with it, and if it's and if it's the wrong choice, God will guide you back. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, is that the song you're going to perform for us today? I would love to play that for you. Did you want me to do that now? Oh, Perfect. Yes, yeah. we would love well, that. Yeah, I mean, you went into the song. I was like, well, I guess that'd be perfectly perfect. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So this song's called "Jealous of the Angels," and I released this. New version of it, um, uh-huh. February 16th, which was the oh, wow. okay. anniversary of my dad's passing. Oh, wow. I didn't know today would be our last. That I'd have to say goodbye to you so fast I'm so numb, I can't feel anymore Praying you just walk back through that door And tell me that I was only dreaming You're not really gone as long as I believe There will be another angel Around the throne tonight Your love lives on inside of me And I will hold on tight It's not my place to question Only God knows why I'm just jealous of the angels around the throne tonight. You always made my troubles feel so small. You were always there to catch me when I'd fall in a world. Heroes come and go Well, God just took the only one I know So I'll hold you as close as I can Longing for the day When I see your face again But until God must need another angel around the throne tonight. Your love lives on inside of me, I will hold on tight. It's not my place to question, only God knows why. I'm just jealous of the angels around the throne tonight. Singing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I'm just jealous of the angel around the throne tonight. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a Love so it. beautiful. And Thank you so much. And I'm like in tears again. Yes. <laughs> we we can relate. I lost my dad a few years ago, almost seven years ago now, and this makes me think of him. And, and we just lost yeah. my stepmom right. this last February, right before the, all the shutdowns. And then we lost my mom six months after we yes. married. Oh, I'm so sorry. So that's like, yeah, all the emotions here. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, it can grief. be so healing. Yeah, grief <laughs> is so difficult. And what's amazing to me is just to see how the Lord has moved through that, even to help heal my heart, is I never really talked about uh, what happened with my dad um, with yeah. a counselor or anything growing up. And so to be sharing my story night after night for the last decade with this song has been incredible because I have had the chance to heal, but also to hear other stories. So the original release of this song was back in 2011. And I have oh, wow. since toured it, played it on the Grand Ole Opry stage, played it all oh, over wow. the world and just heard story after story. And mm -hmm. I recently have been recording a Christian album with <coughs> incredible producer, songwriter, Lauren Christie. And oh, wow. when we, we wrote uh, a collection of songs for this album and it just felt like this song is so much a part of my testimony that we needed to share it again. And I've been mm -hmm. playing it with this verse of amazing grace on it live. And there's a connection point because that song is used in so many funerals and celebrations of life. Wow. There was an immediate connection point that people were connecting with the song, but the second it went into amazing grace, there was just this spiritual connection that took it even deeper. And so it was really special for me when Lauren gave me the opportunity to do another version because I feel like I didn't know what the song was the first time around. You know, I knew it was special to me, but I didn't know how God was going to use it or how he would move through it. And so I love both versions. It's just been so beautiful to hear the innocence in the first one and then just the maturity and the growth and the hope that I found in the second one. So, love so that. My story. <laughs> and you're sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, mm -hmm. the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level in music. And I always want to talk about this side of it. Mm -hmm. I think that many people gloss over this because they just want to see just the goodness. But it's a lot of painful and sacrifices that that artists like you have to make 
to make this a career. And I'm going to tell a quick story to kind of help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls. And at that time, her and her daughter were full-time with music. And I asked Allison what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. I'll never forget what she said. She said, this will sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life has to change. She goes, you no longer own your life. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that beginning stages of your career, that grind mode, you have to say no to almost everything. And they don't understand that. Then your family has to sacrifice because they have to be willing to share you with the world and, and kind of be happy about it, even if they're not. <laughs> but you know, then there's days that you're just miserable, but you still got to perform. Doesn't matter. She says, right. but... If you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. That's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that many times throughout this process of being an artist and going to music school and, you know, just really pressing into what does it look like to be an artist. And it's funny that you bring this up because I actually wrote a song specifically about what you're saying. So I think this song would probably even answer everything you're saying more than what my words will, but it is that way. It is, you know, like, I've been are you open to play it? For sure. Would you prefer I just play it? Let's let's, let's do this. All right. So this song is called faint of heart and um, Ah. a lot of, a lot of times, too, with uh, the music industry and kind of, you know, the mm-hmm. the boxes of mm-hmm. genre and things like that, that's been one of my biggest challenges because I love so many different styles of music that yeah. I don't really fit into a box. And um, ah, so this song right. talks about that and it talks about the sacrifices. So this is Faint of Heart. Perfect. Awesome. Staring at these keys of black and white It used to be so easy To tell them all my secrets Now I can't seem to quiet down my mind I've heard so many lies That I'm starting to believe them Maybe I'm too old to be a pop star Maybe I'm too young to be wise And maybe I don't fit into the box they want to put me in Cause I refuse to compromise But I'll keep circling this mountain That stands between where I am and the stars Cause dreaming was never meant to be For the faint of heart I spend every penny that I have I drive across the country Praying it means something And I swear I've held my husband back Say that when I sign a deal, we'll finally start a family. Maybe I'm too old to be a pop star. Maybe I'm too young to be wise. 
box they want to put me in Cause I refuse to compromise But I'll keep circling this mountain That stands between where I am and the stars Cause dreaming was never meant to be For the faint of heart I'm so tired of opinions About who I should be Some days I want to quit so bad That it hurts to breathe And I can't help but wonder if Somehow I got this wrong But then every time my heart starts to break I write another song Maybe I'm too old to be a pop star Maybe I'm too young to be wise Maybe I don't fit into the box they want to put me in Cause I refuse to compromise But I'll keep circling this mountain Stands between where I am and the stars Cause dreaming was never meant to be Well I try my hardest not to be We dreamers aren't supposed to be Faint of heart Now that one got me again, I tell you. (laughs) Yes, we can relate. Because we can so relate to that because even though we're not artists, we're still chasing the same dream y'all are. Of course. course. Because we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys, the Kelly Clarksons out there. So this one was like, um, you know, so many people try to put us in the box and all that. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to words and I'm sitting there like, and so many times where I want to quit, but then I just do another interview. It's interesting. My, my husband um, is not an artist and okay. he um, doesn't really understand the way an artist is wired because there are moments of, mm-hmm. You know, you pour your heart in, and you guys will understand this, but you pour your heart into this this thing, whatever it might be. And then when you give it to the world and it just either gets, you know, stomped on or whatever that looks mm-hmm. like, it's painful, but you know that you know that you know you're meant to do this. And, you know, like sometimes the songs don't come. Sometimes like, you know, things don't work out the way you thought they might. Sometimes you end up in a bad business deal, whatever they might be. And it's not just when you put out your art, it doesn't feel like somebody just doesn't like your art because your art is who you are. It feels like they don't like you. And like, as a, you know, yeah. it's, it's right. a complicated, you know, thing. And, but even through all those, you know, tears and frustrations and whatever that looks like at the end of the day, there's nothing else in the world I'd like to do. And that goes back to, you know, what, what that girl said that you had mentioned earlier is it's just, you know, that if you can do something else, then go do it. Do but 
if you can't, like if you, cause there's been so many times that I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something else. And I have a teaching degree and I love to teach. So, I, you know, I'm thinking like, this is my other thing. But the minute I start to like push away from it, God will like bless an area that is just such a confirmation that this is what I'm meant to do. And I'm sure by the way you're yes. laughing, that's probably happened for you all as well. A few yeah, times. Yeah, because every, every yeah. time I was like, you know what? When he gets super I, I pull away yeah. a little bit to go do something else. And then all of a sudden we get like a Randy Travis that says, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, like and, and it's sitting there like, you know, because I get people all the time that will private message us, like, you know, because we've been doing this about 15 months now. Yeah, about 15 months. And they're like, they've been podcasting for three, four, five years. And they're like, how are you getting these guests? And I'm like, it's got to be God because it's not under our thing. All we're doing is talking, having great conversations with great people, and it just keeps coming. Yes. That's incredible. It's always so much more fun when you can't take credit for it, when you just know it's God and you're like, Absolutely. all right, like this is, <laughs> here we go. Amazing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, yeah, some, this might sound selfish to some people, but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, God called, helped allowed COVID so that people like us can rise. Hey. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, the, yeah, as horrible as this whole pandemic has been, I think it's caused a lot of people to slow down and just yep. think, wow, Ooh, life yes. is short and let's, let's do the things we really are passionate about and really love and press into that and what, what matters, you know, prioritize. Exactly. So tell us a fan story because every artist has some fan stories and they're always yeah. interesting to hear. Tell us if that kind of step stands out for you or a fan did something above and beyond. Oh, wow. This is so difficult because of the nature of, Jealous of the Angels and the song and the, the heart behind that. Mm -hmm. I have heard just some really vulnerable and um, wow. beautiful stories. And because it's fresh on my mind, um, I want to tell you about something that's actually coming out on Tuesday. This coming okay. Tuesday. Okay. Um, I've heard countless stories for Jealous of the Angels and people, whether it's to this day, at least every other day, I will get a new message of someone who just found the song and connects to the, you know, to the words and shares about their loved one, which is just such an honor and a gift. And I feel so privileged to be a part of this song that I get to be a vessel through it. And, um, I put out a call and at the beginning of February to anyone out in, you know, the social media world, anybody out there. And I said, Hey, I'm putting together this collaboration project with my friend, Zach Knudsen, and he's going to edit all of these videos together oh, wow. to the song. Um, so send me a clip of either how do you grieve you know we had a dear friend of mine who sent in a clip of her running because that's her you know her outlet for grief we had people send in um various hobbies dancing things like that we had people send in um holding a picture of their loved one just wow. standing and holding um, saying the things they wish they could say, saying the name of the person. And we've put it all together in what's called the Jealous of the Angels Project. And I have a little teaser for it on my Facebook page right now, but it's coming out on Tuesday. I still cannot get through it without crying. It's just the most amazing wow. thing that you put that out there. And, you know, it's a, a prompting from the Lord to, hey, reach out in this way. A friend of mine kind of helped me come up with the idea. And once it came back they said we started to get the submissions back we had no idea like maybe we'd get 20 maybe we'd get you know 
40. We got over a hundred submissions of people wow. just being vulnerable enough to share their story through a video, which is like, you know, even it's, it's kind of scary to get in front of a camera and share something that vulnerable. So I am so excited about the project and I can't wait to share it with the world on Tuesday. I can't get through without crying. <laughs> so much. Well, I love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the teams behind mm -hmm. them. And I think teams never get the love that they deserve. And, they I, and I don't care if you got a team of one person or a team of 300, as Justin Bieber says he has. A team is a team. And without that, you can't do what you do. So if you want to take a few moments, just tell us the team behind you. Absolutely. So Lauren Christie is such a dear friend, sister in Christ. We started writing together about eight years ago now, maybe more. And uh, we just had this instant synergy. Like this, our writing connection was very strong. Wow. She's such I, a mentor to me as well. She's just, I mean, hit after hit. She has a long list of people she's written with and, and produced and all of that. So a few years ago, um, she reached out because she felt a prompting from God that she wanted to do a Christian record in some capacity and that he kept putting her, me on her heart to be the artist to do that with. And I feel incredibly blessed. She kind of called me wow. out of the blue and we talked um, through it, prayed through it. And we um, have now recorded a collection of songs, released some of those songs on an EP called Take My Hand Part One. And we were supposed to release the rest of the album around Easter 2020. And we helped in an upholding project. So it's been such a beautiful process. I am in, I feel like, such a blessed situation with the producers involved. Ben Hurd, who's amazing, as well as so many, so many different producers were a part of this. Um, Theron Feimster. Um, it's just been so, so wonderful. And um, Rob Wagman is a part of helping us get the music into the world. We have a new radio plugger named Rosie. And uh, it's just been such a beautiful thing. I feel like the team, you're right, is so important. And Lauren and her husband, Lawrence, have just been such a gift and so wonderful in allowing me to be the artist that God is calling me to be. They've never wow. forced me to be anything that I'm not. They just wanted me to bring the best of who I am. And that is sadly rare in the industry and I'm so incredibly thankful to them and I've had a lot of champions throughout the years as well sadly lost one at the end of 2019 um a guy named Jay Frank who he was kind of responsible for helping me bring Jealous of the Angels into the world the first time around and oh, wow. he's just dearly dearly missed and um I don't know where I'd be without him for sure. So there's a lot of people that, and of course, you know, family, my husband, who continually lets, lets me run off and tour for the year and holds down the fort at home. But it, I'm very blessed with great people around me. That's for sure. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, a nine-year-old. Oh. We let ask a couple yes, questions. Yes, his name is Christopher. So Sandy's going to go get him. And we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. So sweet. I love that. Because we are a family there. affair. So nice. I, you know, I can't imagine not, I can't imagine doing it any other way. You know, I know for what you do, it's tough to bring family together. But one day when you, as you grow, you'll be able to say, you know what? Okay, hubby, let's tour together. Maybe. We'll see. You never know. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, like a lot of the big artists do, you know, yep. the, the, the great thing is they have that choice that they can do that. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you? Doing good. So what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yes. Oh man, that's such a great question. I don't know if I know that any great answer to this. I, I do love mac and cheese and I love pizza, which are both not very healthy things. But if I'm being honest, I'm not going to say salad. I'm going to say mac and cheese and pizza. Maybe pizza. Mac and so cheese. Like, I don't know. Then what's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> they could eat it all day long if we gave it to them. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite TV show? Right now, I would have to say, oh, it's got to be Friends. It's always been Friends. Hey, that um, show that comes on Nick and Night. It does. <laughs> awesome. And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, it's a great one. It's a good show. Yes, and that also comes on Nick. <laughs> it does. And you know what's been pretty cool is because um, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows, um, like Side Hustle and some of the other ones, that we've been able to bring people from side hustle and some of the other shows on our show for him to talk to that's awesome Very yeah. fun. never imagined we never when we first launched the show we never imagined that because no, because it was just that. an up-and-coming country artist show then it grew into a music all interview genres. show all genres then it grew into an entertainment overall show so mm -hmm. we, we just never knew where god was taking us that's incredible i love it He's got one more question. Yes. So what's your favorite movie? You know, I don't know It's if you've ever heard of this movie, but it's called Freedom Writers, and it's about a teacher. Have you seen it? Nope, never. Have it's like about that. a teacher who changes her students' lives. She goes into a an interesting school where they haven't seen a whole lot of love and she just really shares a lot of love and helps change their the course of their education and their life so wow. that's a really neat one what's yours mine is the the mini movie oh the despicable me i don't know if i've seen that i'll have to, I'll have to check that one out i've heard of there's it. there's two of them out yeah okay. there's three oh, there's three out yeah yeah I'm yes behind the times Yes, and you know what? I watched uh, the despicable me today. Oh, well, that's fun! What a good day! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> yeah, he loves to do this part of the show. He's been on almost every interview. I There's been some that. times where an artist has to jolt out at the last minute. So we ain't going to be getting him on, but for the most part, he's, he's been on most of them. He loves it so much. <laughs> that's so good. <clears throat> So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? That's such a great question. I My answer always changes, but I think I would have to say Sarah Bareilles. She oh, wow. oh, she's amazing. unbelievable, like melodically and lyrically. And her first record I listened to just on repeat when I was in college, just back, like over and over and over and over again. And I think what she does vocally is just incredible. She's this, she's even better live. I feel like than her recordings if possible because her recordings are already amazing. So yeah, I would <laughs> probably have to say her, but also Bonnie Raitt is like my absolute favorite singer. So if she would ever yeah. write with me, I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, Susan Malaga said, "Lo, Chris is always sweet because she watches oh, a lot of our shows. Thank you, Susan. So sweet. <laughs> 
So now this answer would probably have a thousand different answers, oh, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head. What is a song you wish you wrote? Can't make you love me. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good Beautiful. one. So this pet or not this past, but um, back in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, and one of the questions I asked was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest that same question, because the answer she gave us when nobody knew who she was is pretty much to the T of what she's living today. I mean, she knew where she was going. Oh, definitely. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? That's such a great question. I would love to be touring in theaters around the world. I would love to be playing more, performing in more churches and getting mm -hmm. to share kind of both um, my testimony through song as well as worship leading worship with uh various churches around the world so that would be ideally what i would like to do maybe i'll even have an extended family by that point you, i don't know i don't know <laughs> might have some regrets running around we'll see what the lord has in store but yes yeah it's, it's hard to say you know i'm such a planner i'm such a you know i want to know 10 years down right down the road but i have really tried to kind of not answer that question lately i've tried to just like day by day like we talked about a little bit earlier so but it's a great question and it's one that i feel like we should at least have a some sort of vision for because you know like mm -hmm. the bible says people without vision will perish yeah. you gotta at least know where where you're going Absolutely. you don't have to know the exact path because god will right. lead you there but you know kind of have that vision where you feel like god's leading you and then you can go <laughs> yep so let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Ooh. Probably the journey of getting there, like never to take a second of it for granted because it's such a struggle as we talked about earlier and there you know there's a lot of teardrops involved and in all of that so just being super grateful for every single second of it and I constantly remind myself of even how far I've come you know in the last 10 years and I'm I'm very grateful for every blessing you know when you're faithful in the small you can be trusted with the large so I feel like it's it's important to look back and reflect Amen to that. Absolutely. So if you could describe your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? I would say it is inspirational, piano, vocal-driven music that is emotional and helps you believe you can overcome challenges in your life. I oh, love that. And if you could relay any message to your fans, what would you want to tell them? Oh, that's so great. Probably the back half of what I just said of just whatever the challenge is in your life, like you can get through it and you can find the strength, you know, and it, for me, I always go back to my faith is that people are loved and you have a purpose. And if you feel that calling to chase a dream, Whatever that, that obstacle is, just keep going. 
Love that. So let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. Simon Cowell would say they have that factor. <laughs> yeah. And let's say they gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. But they've only done it about 40 or 50 times and they're still getting their feet wet on that performance side. But they know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know I'm called to do this. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Yeah. I mean, if you know you're called to do it, you just keep doing it. And I always say kind of increase your chances of luck, like put yourself out there. And that was kind of what I did when I started. And I put stuff out on YouTube. I put, you know, there's so many avenues to be able to be vulnerable and open. I think having a song that is truly you know, a representation of your heart can be an important piece of being an artist. But mm -hmm. so I think collaboration and co-writing and getting to just growing your skills constantly, because we can always get better, I think is a really important piece of it. And it's, you know, be patient. That's the, the biggest thing I feel like for me is you, you're not done until, you know, the Lord or you, you know, like decide that you're done. So it's you, exactly. you got to keep going and it's not going to be easy. And you just got to be patient. And, you know, speaking of songs, the two that you played earlier, I tell you, they are the epitome of what you just said. Because, mm -hmm. again, both of them has that meaning where you're, you're just like, wow, you know, because mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting this. You know, I already knew about the first one moving me because, again, oh, you yes. know, that's yes. why you're on the too. show. But that second one. I'm, I'm just, I was just sitting there and I'm like, oh man, this is us all the way because we, we just want this show to honor God in whatever way it can. And we never know where the conversation is going to go. That, that's what makes it so fun. It is, and, and you know, not everybody wants to talk about God. So we don't, you know, cause we respect mm -hmm. their, their beliefs and, you know, but if it goes that way, boy, I will run right into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that because as a songwriter, to me, when people connect to a lyric that is, you know, so close to my heart, that is such a gift. And, you know, I feel like that is why I do what I do. So thank you for sharing that it that it did touch you. I appreciate that. So what's next? Well, um, I have this Tuesday. I have this collaboration project. The Jails of the Angels project will be coming out. I've got a couple fun duets that are coming out soon as singles oh, wow. and then a new album. I mean, this album that has been, you mm -hmm. know, held since Easter will hopefully be out early 2022. So kind of the lead into that with mm -hmm. maybe a single or two and a music video, which I'm very excited to film. So there's, yes, a lot of things that are in the works and I'm on all of the platforms. I answer all of, all of the messages that come in. So if you want to stay connected, I hope people do that. You know, I would love to, to meet some new friends and I update everybody all over those platforms. So can keep an eye out for new things. So as we close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes. You can reach out on my website, which is jenbostic.com or I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, we're trying and um, <laughs> yeah, I'm out there. So I would love to uh, get to know each and every one of you a little bit better too. Love that. You know awesome. what? We really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. You have a blessed day. Yes. Thank you. Okay.